No ketchup. No ketchup. Good, my people. Welcome into No Catch Up Sports Talk via Chicago. I am your host, Sean Little. Big Nick the Quick with me as always. Here. Naomi Osaka withdraws from the French Open, told the people what she was going to do before the tournament started. She didn't want to participate in press conferences. Mental health was the reason. We're going to talk about that. She is now withdrawn. How did we get here? We'll talk about that. We'll talk about how they handled it. And we'll just talk about the press and doing press conferences in general. We're going to break that down. Then you already know what time it is. All NBA. That's the only thing that matters right now. NBA playoffs. We're going to break down. We're going to we're going to talk about series round one because there's still a ton going on with the Lakers Suns. They play tonight. Game five. Mm-hmm. Massive game. That's have sort of that's series is just flipped on its head on two on two sides on both teams with Chris and AD now. So we'll talk about that. Um Looks like the Memphis just doesn't have enough firepower for the Jazz. We're going to break up uh, round one and then do like a little peek peek ahead to round two. We'll close it out with Kyrie stomping on logos. NBA fans, the fuck is going on? What's They're the wilding out. What's the running business? On, running on the court, doing yeah. all types of so, crazy shit. So we're going to talk about that. And uh, that's going to take us to where we got to be. Big Nick the Quick, what's going on? What's the business? You already know, man. Memorial, Memorial Day weekend. You know Memorial I mean? Day weekend. The, the official kickoff to the to the summer, to the to the vaccinated summer. You know what I'm saying? Hope everybody had a good time. Hope everybody got to spend some time with some family, friends. If your backs got out, move around a little bit. It was uh I went to a couple different places and it it felt good to be like a little bit normal again, man. Like, you know, it wasn't uh it wasn't like yo, let me throw on my mask to go use your bathroom or let me, you know, what I mean, wash my hands every time I, I have a thought. Um yeah, it right. felt good to kind of move around. So if that's you know a little preview into the summer, I'm ready yeah. to go. Let's yeah, get yeah, it. yeah. I'm glad you had some uh, some fun because I was sick as a dog all weekend, bro. I was in bed for almost a full week. Oof. I got I got out of bed to do a couple podcasts. Shout mm-hmm. out, uh, Bomb Black Opinions Matter. Go check that out. Count the Dings Network. I'm on there doing that show and producing that show. So make sure y'all check that out. I did that. And then uh, I worked on a couple edits, and then uh, I'm doing this show, and this is like the first time I've been up and around. I was feeling frail, weak, um, everything, man. So, uh, oh, also, I posted on uh, Instagram yesterday. Go get a hat if you want one. I'm holding two for Nick, but I still have a few more. I sold four yesterday. Shout out Trev. Shout out Mike Bowling. Shout out uh, Cody Porter, who's always holding us down. Shout out Charlie. They picked one up yesterday. I got those out today. Shout out Jacob Hayward. He picked one up too. So, uh, yeah, if you want a hat, go hit my line. I got you. I still got a couple left. Let's jump into it. Because I don't I don't have any Memorial Day stories to tell you. I wish I did. I didn't do anything. I was locked up. Big Nick the Quick held it down, had some beverages. He said he's still trying to bounce back. A few. A few. A handful. A handful. But, um. But yeah, let's jump right into it. Unless you got something you want to kick it off with before we get into Naomi. No, nah, nothing. 
Nothing? That was, it. that was it. Nothing, nothing too crazy. Let's get into it. Naomi Osaka pulls out of the French Open. Going into the French Open, she wrote an op-ed, whatever you want to call it, put it out on Twitter. Did the notepad, did the notepad uh thoughts? Yeah, not, not quite a, it? I think not quite an op-ed, but she definitely wrote God, a message out there God, how she was uh how she was that, feeling. That is a 2021 op-ed. op-ed, pretty much. Yeah. You go to the notepad, you write down two almost screenshot full of your thoughts. That's a fucking 2021 op-ed. There you go. She screenshots it, puts it out. In so many words, she says, I've had issues of mental health in the past. Doing these press conferences right after matches and after, you know, some of the most intense matches of the year, being at a major in the French Open, that it gives it gives me it's a lot of mental strain. A lot of the times I come out of the I come out of the press conferences and I don't feel very good. And then you guys end up writing some shit that I don't like either. So, FYI, don't look for me for press. I'm just going to play tennis, and that's it. Mm -hmm. They're like, okay, cool. They start to fine her for missing the the press. And she said that she was going to deal with the fines as they came. Um, But it eventually, in Osaka's words, became a big distraction. And she's like, you know what? I don't need it. I'm I'm out. I, I I'm I, I'm off. I'm not. Don't look for me. I'm gonna withdraw. If uh if this is that big a deal for y'all to for me not to talk to the press, then I'm just gonna withdraw. You don't have to see me the rest of the tournament. Yeah, don't worry about it. How I'll you feel about that? Yeah, I mean, so I remember when she first came out and said that, I thought, you know, not not it was just kind of interesting. Like, okay, you know, clearly, if you kind of, I guess we've been watching her kind of since the beginning. She's a very quiet, soft spoken. Like, she's not Serena, right? Like, she's not, like, a all-up-in-your-face personality and all that. So she's kind of, to begin with, was already kind of, like, a reserved-type uh, person. Um, so it didn't surprise me when she came out and said, like, yo, I don't necessarily like to do media, especially not after some of, like, the most emotional days of my life, right? Some of these different matches and these huge tournaments, especially the majors, where there's all that pressure leading up to it. Not to mention she's got you know, the Adidas uh, press obligations, all different types of stuff. So it didn't surprise me when she came out and was just like, look, I I don't really want to do this. Um, With that being said, like, I I get why they're required to, right? Obviously, uh, the media plays a huge part in the exposure for the sport. So I understand why she's required to go up there. But I do think that she should have the ability to say, hey, look, I'm just going to sit this one out. And for all the press that she does do, and for all the good things that she does do for the sport of tennis, like it shouldn't be this big of an issue. Um, I think she was looking at it like, look, I don't want all the other players to have to go up there and just sit around and answer questions about me, right? Like, hey, you're up here. How come Naomi's not up here? How do you feel about the number one player in the world not doing this? And it just becomes a huge story. And for someone who's telling you like, look, I, I get anxiety when the attention's on me like that, it just makes it even worse. Right. It's not like people aren't going to try to stop her and ask her questions. And it's not like it's not going to be something that she'll have to answer afterwards. So for her, it's just like, you know what? Fuck this. I'm just going to hop out. I, I, I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to be the story. I don't want to be the story. I didn't want to talk because I didn't want to end up being the story. And now y'all have kind of made me the story and I'm just I'm not trying to do it. Um, I think for her, like it's not like she's one of these athletes who the media is always trying to get. Like, I think for the most part, like she's definitely got like a positive 
few out there. I don't think that she's like even like with like Serena, right? Like they try For to sure. they try to get at Serena, right? They want sure. they yeah. want Serena to act a certain type of way. Um, but for Naomi, it's just still, man, like if you're not comfortable with this shit, like yo, I just I just played in the French Open and maybe I lost a, a draining match, you know what I mean? Maybe one that went on a long time, maybe it was against my idol Serena, something like that. Now you want to stick some cameras in my face and ask me all about it. She's like, I just want to go to the crib, chill with Corday and call it a day. Um, yeah, so I, I don't, I don't disagree with it. I see both sides though. I see like, you know, why it's an issue because obviously that the press obligation is important. We get that. Um, but at the same time, man, like she should be able to just get fined and kind of move on. They were she, talking about there was going to be further sanctions and all types of shit. And it's just like, yeah, come on. Should athletes be, should it be mandatory for athletes to have to talk to the press after games? Oh man. Um, yeah, probably. Like I look at those dumbass like TNT interviews like after a basketball game, right? I'm like, nope. The, the interviewers don't want to be doing it, and the players don't want to be doing it. But at the same time, TNT pays a shit ton of money to the NBA to broadcast those games, and that money goes right back into the player's pocket. I hate to sound like this because I'm so pro player and pro athlete, but again, like I get business and I understand why they should have that access. But at the same time, if someone tells you like, hey, mentally this really fucks with me and I'd rather maybe do this in a different setting or maybe after the tournament's cut over, we can do a sit down and I'll tell you everything I was thinking. Um, there's gotta be another way, right? It shouldn't have to be, especially for her. Like she can't lose a match and then go to the crib, right? Like she's going to get asked questions regardless. Um, so I think when you're at her level, it's a little bit different, right? And you see this again, you see in the NBA, you see it with KD, you see it with Kyrie, some of these marquee guys, and girls who, you know, they are the story and they're the ones that everybody wants to talk to. Like, yeah, it's a lot because it's every game. Like 82 times a year, KD would be asked questions, right? He has to do a press conference, right? It's always the same people. So I could see how that could be a lot. But ultimately, yeah, I, I think it's an obligation. But she should be able to sit out. So I guess I'm coming out both sides of my mouth. With <laughs> it, but. Yeah, so look, this is where I'm at with it, right? First off, I love the way she handled it. Because she didn't spring this shit on you. She didn't play her first match or get, get to Roland Garros and then be like, yo, yo, I'm not talking. She told you what she was going to do. Early. Early. Make your plans. Make your plans because I'm not talking. I already told you. And the more these athletes talk and when they say direct shit, I'm starting to take exactly what they're saying for what it is. Yeah. If it's wishy-washy in the middle, Cool. I, I, let's see what happens. But if she comes out and tells you, look, I'm not doing press. Do not look for me. I'll pay the fine, whatever. Go ahead. Just do that then. I already told you what I'm going to do. Aaron Rodgers is telling people, I don't even, I don't fuck with the people running the team over there. I'm not playing for them. I'm not playing for the, 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 the GM, those people. I'm not doing it. He's not fucking around. Yeah. So that that's where I'm at with, with stuff like this. Sometimes I would just hear shit and be like, ah, whatever. Like, I, he, it, it could be cap. It couldn't be. We'll see. But, man, bro, some of these dudes are telling you. Le'Veon Bell told you. He said, look, bro. I'm not coming. I'm going to sit out the whole year. So he's going to show up. He's going to show you don't, up. You don't, you don't no. understand. I'm not coming. You're not listening. <laughs> I'm not coming. I'm not, not going to show up. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So – I think it could have been handled a different way where Roland Garros could have came out and said, 
if you don't, the, this is going to be the penalty each level. Yep. This is what we're planning on doing. If you're not going to do any press, I think they can have handled that a little better. Now, but that's essentially what happened once she got, or once it started to ramp up, right? It was like, hey, we're going to fine you, but these fines are going to turn into quote unquote yeah, sanctions, but, which but I don't, had, which I don't know what. But she had already started playing and stuff, though. It was almost yeah. like they were calling her bluff, like they didn't believe her. Like, what do you mean she's not going to do press? Like, we'll right. see when she gets here, and then she doesn't do press, and it's like, oh, we're going to find you, and but you keep doing this. What do you mean keep doing it? I, I already told you I'm not. I told doing you it I'm not all. showing up. Yeah. What do you mean? What do you mean keep doing it? Like, stop, stop it. You know what I'm saying? So I think they could have handled it a little better by saying, hey, here, this is going to be the penalty, round one, round two, whatever, and. Say, for example, if you get to the final, if you don't do press, then it's a disqualification or whatever, right? Like, to, to the point where, like, she doesn't even have to withdraw. I told you I'm not doing press. Here, here Hey, Roland Garros' official statement, here's the penalty for not doing press. Show up or not. Yeah. I think they could have done that. Now, sure. the point on should these dudes, should it be mandatory to do press? I'm with you, Nick. I know the business. I also, I also want to say this, and I, I also get the mental strain. And the mental strain is also different from a team game versus an individual game, like a tennis or a golf. Mm-hmm. There, there's no like talk to the coordinator about this or talk to the talk to the D about that. It's like, no, nah, man, you were the one hitting the forehands. Yep. You the one was fucking up. So we got some questions for you. You're the one that went in the bunker on the third. Like, yeah, we're talking yeah. to you. Yeah, exactly. So I think it's a little different when it's individual sports and you're winning prize money by how you do in the tournament, right? These guys for team sports are under contract. Yep. That's where it's a little different for me. If, if, if you're making $25 million – throwing interceptions in a stadium that's on taxpayer dollar. I'm going to need you to come out to the mic and explain to me how you just, how you're not throwing the ball to our guys. You're throwing it to the other team. I think that's where it gets a little iffy now. So you look at them more as like an employee with an obligation. I do. Okay. I, I really do. I look at the team guys of more of an employee with an obligation than I do the individual. Whereas Naomi is, makes her money from her brand partnership. Exactly. I mean, obviously she makes money from winning tournaments, but that's because she won. Exactly. There's no like, is no like, hey, I'm paying you. This is part of the deal. Exactly. You're Understood. not. I'm not under. I'm not under a five year, fully guaranteed deal. Kirk Cousins, man, you better bring your ass out here and talk to the media, bro. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. So I, I but I will say this because I, I, I get it. I get the mental strain of it. I get how you finish a basketball game, bro. They're putting a mic in front of your face and within 10 minutes. Right. Game game is just ended. They want to talk to you in 10 minutes, right? I will say this. I think there should be some type of maybe – because I was thinking about this before we hopped on, and I'm like, there's got to be some type of leeway on both sides. Maybe you come up with like an excused absence type of thing. We get 10 where you get five or whatever. Yeah. Whatever the number is, right. Where you're like, I'm out tonight. I'm not talking to the media. I don't feel like it. It's too mentally straining. You need a night off, whatever it is. Just like when you have a mental health day, when you call off of work. Right. So it's like, yo, 
Just like you have a mental health day for not coming to like Kyrie, and I need some mental health. I'm gonna take the week well, off. Well, Buddy would have a mental. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, chill, chill, chill. Because we gonna talk about Kyrie, right? So, but hey, you know what? I'm off media tonight. I'm not. I, I'm not doing media tonight. Take one it. of my excused absences. What do you think about that? Is that is that viable, or are they just gonna pick the five? Well, then the issue is like, oh, well, now you. Like, now you can only tell me that I can only have four days a year in which I don't feel well enough to talk. It, it, it just it, it, it kind of becomes one of those never-ending things. Maybe you need to revamp the way that you do it. Like maybe it's just like the old press conference model where you sit around and ask and answer all these dumbass questions that end up in the paper tomorrow. Like maybe because the way that media has changed, like the complete landscape of media has obviously changed over the last 10 to 15 years. But the one thing that has stayed the same are these press conferences. Maybe you just need to change that format. Like maybe ultimately we need or we need to say, hey, is the press conference the best thing, right? Like is that right after the game, raw reaction or whatever you, you think that you're going to get? Because like you, like you said it, a lot of people you don't get that. They're just going to give you – like go watch a KD uh, interview. He's not giving you anything. I learned nothing. It's almost like these coaches' interviews before the fourth quarter of these games. Like if you did away with those, I'm fine. I've never learned anything from a coach being interviewed between the third and the fourth quarter. All it does is get in the way of the beginning of the fourth quarter, which I'm really trying to see. Um, (laughs) Not for real. Like, they're stupid. Um, And Pop tried to let you know for years. I'm not answering these silly-ass questions. Like, these are stupid. Um, So maybe down 30. How do you turn it around? Yeah, I don't fucking know, Bill. Like, what do you want me to do? You know? know? Like, Doris, what do you want me to tell you? I don't fucking – we play harder. Like, if if I fucking knew, we wouldn't be down 30. Like, that's what I would say. Um. So, like, maybe you just need to redo how you do it. But at the same time, man, you can't – we can't be like, yo, mental health is so important and, like, we need to make sure that we're we're, we're protecting what goes on between the ears, not just the physical, like – but then say, like, oh, well, no, she's selfish or or whatever it is. And, and, and to her cre- – or to the media's credit, I think, or overall, I haven't heard her really get vilified for this outside of uh, – I understand the French Open might have had some, some response that people didn't like. But she's yeah. – people have – Seemingly kind of understood where she's coming from. Um, Here's some but she comments. shouldn't have to apologize. Like For sure, for sure. Here's some comments that were on ESPN about it earlier today. Howard, you are very dialed into professional tennis, as you are with most things. I know you've been following the story with Osaka closely. I've been watching what you've been tweeting. What do you make of how we arrived to this point of today, her deciding to withdraw from the tournament? Well, I think it's a horrible, <clears throat> excuse me, I think it's just a horrible seen for everybody. I think everybody lost here. And I think that Naomi Osaka's mental health and her well-being is obviously the most important thing. I think we knew that this was going to be an incredibly important time period for her as a player. She does not play well on this surface. She had had difficulties playing on clay and on grass going forward. We also knew, too, that she's going to be defending her U.S. Open championship and then also the Olympics are being held in her home country. And on top of all of that, we've got the year anniversary of what took place last year, with the anniversary of George Floyd, the anniversary of Jacob Blake, and her really being front and center as a, as a national figure in social justice movement. So she's under an enormous amount of pressure. And for the reaction for the Grand Slam board to essentially say, not only are we going to fine you and we're going to sanction you for this tournament, but all four Grand Slams are going to gang up on you and essentially tell you that we're going to suspend you from all the tournaments if you don't comply. 
is a massive, massive overreach on their part. You simply just can't muscle people like this. You can't do this and still say that you care about the athletes. Facts. I didn't know that. Yeah. So that's that's ultimately what they were going to do was ban her from the other majors. Right. So, yeah. So you're going to ban your by far your biggest star. Because she doesn't want to do a press conference for a couple of weeks while she's playing in the French Open. And he kind of laid out the reasons as to maybe why it's something that she's struggled in. She's doing a lot of press based on the Olympics being in her home country. And she's going to have media obligations out the ass for that because she is by far the most popular Japanese athlete in the world. And that was right. Howard. That was Howard Bryant, by the way. Yeah, uh, yeah. So, journalist. Um, yeah, it's it's a it's a tough situation. I think you just have to. I think you just have to take the uh, the Marshawn Lynch route, bro. I'm here so I don't get fined. I'm just here. I'm not answering no questions. Told you I showed up. No one said I had to answer no one, questions. No one said I had to answer questions. I, I'm not doing this. I already told you that. So, like, that's the answer. That's the thing when you fo- yo listen. That's the thing when you force people to do stuff and there's and they don't want to do it and there's ways around it like what we saw Marshawn do, they're not going to win this. So they need to figure out a way that they, they can make both sides work. So I don't know. It's interesting, man. And people might be like, oh, well, she's getting special treatment. Well, she's Naomi Osaka. I mean, yeah, I mean every, right. everybody's everybody. Look, it's the same thing with Tiger, right? Remember when Tiger was off the tour for a couple years and they started asking those guys like, oh, it must be great without Tiger around. Right. They're like, fuck, no, I'm losing money. Right. I'm losing money, dog. Like, what do you mean? Like, Tiger needs to come back. My Titleist deal is not the same without, you know, 50 million people watching on Sunday as opposed to 25. Like that shit matters. So, yeah, she might get special treatment. But guess what? She's the main event. She is the draw. Right. So. I don't I don't want to hear it, man. But again, we can't act like mental health is important. And then when people someone tries to tell you that something is fucking with their mental health, you you vilify them or you tell them that they can't play tennis anymore hey, or maybe, you do all this. Maybe she got to pull up with a doctor's note. Maybe. Yeah, for real. Hey, but in, but instead of right. being yo, but instead of being like, yo, I'm going to hop on Twitter and be like, hey, I have mental issues that I, I don't want to I don't really want to do it. Maybe she comes with some like real where she could start suing motherfuckers. Like, yo, I went to the doctor. I went to the doctor. He told me this, that, and third. But you know what I'm saying? Maybe yeah, any yeah. any way you could get some leverage. I, it's a it's an interesting situation because anytime money's involved and you don't want to do press and this, that, and the third, and they feel like they're losing money and exposure, they're not going to let you do it. But you got to put yourself first, and that's where well, we're at with them. And, and you will also need her at some point in time over the next 15 years of her career, right? Like she's still young. So why would you want to mess up the relationship now? Right? Like from there, from as far as like threatening to banner from the other grand slam events, like be easy. Like don't, don't, don't rule with such a heavy hand. This is tennis dog. This isn't, you need stars in tennis. This isn't, you're not following a team, right? This isn't the NFL. This isn't the NBA where we're following these teams who, no matter who plays on them, we're going to, we're going to watch. This is tennis. You need your stars. You have been driven by your stars. You've been extremely lucky to have legitimate stars on both the men's and the women's side, right, that have carried you over the last 20 years, whether it's Federer, Nadal, and Djokovic on the men's side or the Williams sisters and uh, fucking, I don't know, any anybody else. But guess what? That's almost over. Like, what are you going to do when that's done? 
you don't want to end up like golf where it's like, hey, we're still trying to we're trying to force Bryson DeChambeau down your throat or whoever some of these guys are. Like, <laughs> yeah. that's real shit. Like, you need to have a draw. Naomi Osaka's a draw. People want to watch her play. Like, yeah. people are intrigued by her. So why would you make it so that maybe that one little tournament that she doesn't really need to do, you know, some of these little bullshit non-major tournaments that she might do because it's good for the uh, ATP or whatever the fuck, like, maybe she yeah. might be like, you know what? I'm not doing this shit in Georgia this weekend. Like, fuck y'all. I don't need to go out there and win. It's not going to do anything for my legacy. Nobody will ever remember if I won or lost this. It's not a Grand Slam event. Fuck y'all. Go ahead. And, hey, you know what? Coco Golf, you can have this. This is you. <laughs> you know what right. I mean? Shut no, up, Coco right. Golf. by the way. But, um, you know what I mean? Like, Azarenka, whoever. I, I can't even tell you, bro. I know Noyama Osaka and Serena. That's it. Right. So... Clem Kleisters, like whoever you want. Yeah, you, yeah, go ahead, man. Take a bow. Like, you know what I mean? Like, right. so you don't want to go ahead and start pissing her off and rocking the boat with her. Like, yo, it's it's one event. I don't think she's going to make a habit. Nothing in her personality and her history is telling you that she's going to make a habit out of this. She just told you a month ago, this is not what I want to do. Yeah, facts. So, And we'll now it's a terrible there. PR situation for you. Yeah, we'll leave it there. Yeah, because the people are on her side. I'll tell you that right now. So it is, uh, it is an interesting... PR cleanup, but shout out Naomi for sticking to her guns and being like, all right, bet. Don't worry about it. Y'all, y'all go ahead. I'll, I'll pull out and I'll, uh, I'll let y'all go ahead and play. Wait till Serena tells you she ain't going to do no press conferences anymore. Clay, too. Clay, not my fucking surface anyway. So yeah, I'll go fuck. About it. Exactly. Yep. <laughs> don't worry about it. All right. Let's move over to uh, the NBA playoff roundup. Round one is almost in the books. It's been a it's been a good one so far. We got game five tonight in uh in Phoenix. Mm-hmm. Going back to Phoenix. Phoenix looked like they were dead. You want should we start there? Yeah. Let's start there. 2-2 Lakers Phoenix. They go, they they split in LA and then split in Phoenix. Now they got to go back to L.A. No, no, back to Phoenix. Excuse me. They they split in Phoenix. They went to L.A., split, and now they're back in Phoenix. Where are you at on the series? A.D. So Chris Paul was hurt. It looked like he was going to be done. Now it looks like he's on his way back. It's fine. It's fine. It looks all right. Now uh, A.D. goes down in in the second quarter. He was having a bad game in game four anyway. He, he he goes out in the second quarter, and Phoenix blows the Lakers' doors off. How do you feel about the series right now? And then let's talk about kind of what we were we chatted about on the phone when I called you during the game the other night. Yeah, I mean, so obviously, look, we've been saying it all year. We said it at the beginning of the series. We said it when we thought he'd be hurt. Chris Paul is, is the most important. It's hard to say when there's a series with LeBron James that someone else is the most important player in the series, but he is the most important player in the series. He has the biggest impact on who's going to win or lose this series because he's that important to the Suns, and he he makes that much of an impact for them as far as winning the ball games. Like watching him healthy in Game Four made all the difference, right? He was clearly not okay in Game Three, right? Clearly not okay, and the Lakers ran through them. Um, he comes back in game four. He looks like himself. The game is competitive. Obviously, when AD goes down, that's going to give a big boost to the Suns. And we'll talk about that because the Lakers have no idea what to do if they don't have both of those guys. 
But beyond that, just just the, the the level of execution that they have when he's on the floor in the fourth quarter, when Chris Paul is the one that's hurrying them up and saying, "Hey, we need to we step on these guys' throats." Like they don't have it, right? He controls the tempo for them. He makes all the smart plays. You add in the fact that DeAndre Aiden, and I've been talking about it all series, is playing like an absolute man. I get that there was only 14 points there, but you're talking about 17 boards. You're talking about the guy is like 85% for the series. Like, it's a skill yeah. to consistently be in the right place to get the basketball. That's what we've been he's, talking about. He's playing his ass off. Even AD healthy or unhealthy, he's outplaying Anthony Davis in this series, in my opinion, as far as just having an impact. He's all over the place. Um, Booker didn't have a great game. He needs to get going. But the fact that they can survive, if you look at Phoenix, no one on their team had more than 18 points on Sunday. There was no big offensive explosion that happened. They weren't relying on some crazy performance from somebody who they might not get again. It was just them playing their game and beating the Lakers and doing it with their leader and capitalizing on the fact that Anthony Davis went out the game. But to your point, he wasn't doing shit anyways. He looked like game one AD, right? So, like, what are we talking about here? Like, I I, I really – this Lakers team, they're just not that great. Like, they they have two – Top five players, top ten players, right? Yeah. That play really well together, and when they're clicking, can be unbeatable. But the problem is, you got to take those guys off the floor at some point, and the Lakers always give a lead back at that point in time. And more importantly, look, one of those two guys is fragile as glass. He is glass. He is handle with care. If he goes up, you don't know how he's going to come down. Anthony if he Davis. comes down the yes, and if he comes down the wrong way, he's certainly not coming back in that game, and he's going to miss the next game, and that's a problem for them because I don't. LeBron was not assertive on Sunday as he should have been. You and I talked about that. I know we're going to talk about that some more, but beyond that, the Lakers don't have that third guy who's willing to step up. The next highest leading score. Do you know who the second leading scorer was for the Lakers in that game the other day? Yeah. Uh. It might it might have been uh, Gasol. It was Mark Gasol. Yeah, he was hitting was a lot the, of shots. The second leading scorer in that game. Okay, so you let got me ask you. Thirty-two this. minutes from Schroeder, eight so points. Let, let me ask you this. Let me yeah. ask you this. So just so on that same line of thinking. So we know AD is hurt now, right? So aside from him being hurt, what's the <laughs> what's the series is now tied two two? Mm-hmm. I think I don't know the number, but you hear the stat all the time. The person to go on to win game five of a 2-2 series wins this percentage of time, right? Sure. What's the biggest factor outside of AD being hurt? Is it Chris Paul's shoulder? Is it Schroeder? Is it Kuzma? Is it the Lakers being able to score at all? What yeah, do you Lakers, think is the biggest it's, it's, factor? It's the Lakers' lack of any offensive execution at all without the Anthony Davis and LeBron James pick and roll. Or pick and pop, however you want to play it, right? Like, without that, the Lakers cannot score. They do not have a third guy who they can rely on to get buckets. Like, again, your second leading scorer in that game was Mark Gasol. He's 38 years old. He's there for defense and and leadership, right? Like, where's Kuzma? Where's uh, Schroeder? Where's Trez, who you won't even play? Look, I get Montrez Harrell is absolutely a defensive liability, but you weren't worried about defense in that game. You need to score the basketball, and that's what he can do. So I look at Vogel on some of this stuff. Like, you're watching some of their offense, and you're just like, what is this? Like, if I'm Vogel, I'm like, Bron, first off, take the ball and go to the cup every single fucking time, right? 
Second of all, let me put Trez in because at least I know that this guy is going to try to go for his, right? Again, he might get cooked in the pick and roll defensively or whatever it might be, but you're fucking playing Gasol and Drummond. These guys aren't world beaters on defense, especially not, Gasol not anymore, and Drummond never has been. So it's not like, you know, you're giving up a ton. Like, find some production. Draw something up. Bring in some other guys. Like, why is Ben McElmore playing 20 minutes in an NBA playoff game in the year 2021? You know what I mean? Wes Matthews playing 25 minutes. Like, these guys are is KC, zeros. Is KCP playing tonight? He was hurt the other day. I have no idea. But, like, he shouldn't even be allowed to be hurt in a playoff series. Like, look, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you need to, and, and he, he really shouldn't because that's how important he is to them. Like, he really is, like, their fourth most consistent listen, option on offense. No. <laughs> so, like, he, listen, they cannot fucking score at all without AD on the floor. Can't. They, I called Nick up the other day when I was game four. I'm watching game four. AD goes down. You you got the you, says you got the box score up, Nick. Tell me what's the score at halftime of game four Lakers Suns. Uh, fifty four to fifty Suns. Fifty four to fifty Suns. Lakers are down four points. They're in the locker room. Anthony Davis is already hurt, and it's confirmed he's not coming back out. Don't look for me. I'm not coming. LeBron proceeds to come out in the third quarter and take five fucking shots. Do you know what that means? Fifteen other shots are going to Kyle Kuzma, Dennis Schroeder, who, if he's not laying the ball up, cannot score. Mm -hmm. He'll get hot a little bit and shoot it here and there and knock him down, but that's that's not his forte. Wes Matthews, Mark Gasol, like that's who's getting the rest of the shots. Fucking uh, Kuz, Kuz, and Caruso, yeah. dog. So much Caruso. You at the end of the third quarter, I think they scored fifteen points in the third. Fifteen, and they, yep. And they ended up. That's when they. The, that's when the 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 Suns really took the game over. I don't get the passiveness from LeBron to come out in the third quarter and take five shots knowing AD is not coming back, knowing you need to win this game to get a stranglehold on the series before you go to to Phoenix, knowing AD might not be coming back. It's a four-point game at halftime. Yep. It's a four-point game. You need to – LeBron needs to be taking all the fucking shots in the third quarter. This is the time to be selfish. Yes. This is where you need to take over, and he looked wild passive. Almost till it was too late, and he started getting aggressive in the, in the in the middle of the fourth. Yeah, I didn't understand it. I don't understand it. I actually called Nick, pretty much ranting about how say what you want about is LeBron the goat? Is LeBron the greatest? You can argue all you want. You know I'm on I'm on the Mike team, but I do have LeBron at number two. Which we, we all consistently say, so this is not a LeBron. We're yeah. not LeBron. We're like LeBron supporters. Yo, I'm a LeBron, Team LeBron guy. Team LeBron, yes. I do. N- I cannot understand why he has these situations where, bro, this game and this team and this lineup is screaming for you to run point guard and literally only dish when you're getting double teamed and you find an open guy in the corner. That's it. He was fucking giving the ball to fucking Caruso to take shots, yeah. Gasol to take shots, Kuzma to back people down. 
and, 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 and kick the ball off his feet. I just I, I was I couldn't understand it, and I don't understand it when LeBron does this shit, and it has there's no explanation for it. Yeah, and what we really needed was that Miami point forward LeBron when he was just playing bully. Remember, he got all he got big as hell that second year in Miami and was just bullying <laughs> folks and scoring 30 points a game and was like the true offensive LeBron because he was pissed off because they lost that first year. and People were coming at his head. And people were at him for the decision. So, like, it's absolutely in there. I get it, man. Like, he's an unselfish player. It's not in his nature to want to go out there and shoot the ball 35 times a game. He knows that he can impact the game in a thousand other ways while still giving you 25 to 30 Yo, points. Yo, but you don't but have no help. Like, but in a game like that one, when your second leading scorer is Marcus Gasol, when Kyle Kuzma doesn't feel like playing, when Dennis Schroeder doesn't feel like playing, when KCP is unavailable, when you're looking over and you see Ben McElmore, Wes Matthews, and whoever the fuck, and, and Alex Caruso, like, look, man, no one's going to look at you sideways for taking all the shots, dog. You look at those guys, you go, hey, set some fucking screens, free me up so I can barrel down to the basket and come clean up my misses. This is what I'm doing. I'm going to lower my head down. I'm going to be a freight train because they have nobody that can stop me. The only size that they have on that entire team is DeAndre Aiden. I know I can back down Jay Crowder. I've been backing down Jay Crowder for 15 years. I'm not worried about that. I can get to wherever I want to on the floor. I'm still one of the most athletic players in the game. I might be the most athletic player on the floor right now outside of Aiden. Um, and that's what I need to do. That's what I need to do. It's and you almost- watch in that third quarter when it was there for the taking. Not to mention, it's not like the team is scoring either, right? So, like, your team is in a lull. You are on the floor. You have the ball. You are the coach, the GM, and everything but the owner of the Los Angeles Lakers. You can do whatever you want, and you choose to be passive. And, I, and again, man, we, we, we give LeBron all of his flowers. I am not on this overall LeBron as a passive player. But in that situation, and in a lot of in certain situations, he can be, and there was no reason to because you don't want to fuck around with this team. Like you are, you are the seventh seed, bro. Like you don't have home court advantage. You don't have any of that shit. Well, because I'm sitting on the couch, just like everybody else in the country, and I can see what's happening right in my face at halftime. I'm like, oh my god, AD's out. Chris Paul is all of a sudden running down the floor saying he's back. Now. I'm going to have to come out in this third quarter and 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 go at him. And he does the exact opposite. Almost like he didn't want to piss anybody off by like taking it over. Well, who is he going to piss off? But that's that's what I'm saying. So I don't that's what I don't get. I don't get the passiveness there. Now, you're back in Phoenix. You don't have AD and you're going to have to go ballistic to avoid going down 3-2 when you when you had a just a half where you had to fade him and maybe could steal one if you started going ballistic and then get back to the desert up three one, maybe even give maybe even give AD an extra game. You know what I'm saying? Yep. To get back right now, it's man. I, I honestly now I don't even, I don't see how they win the series. Well, it all I think you'll know. Here's the thing, man. The first six minutes of today's game will tell you everything you need to know. If he comes out with that look in his eyes. Like, he's like, fuck this. Y'all y'all are trash. I'm not waiting for y'all. I'm going to drag y'all along with me, or you can watch the fucking show, but there will be a show, right? If he comes out like that in those first you, – you know with LeBron what it's going to be. You see him when he comes out and just starts pounding the rock and says, I'm going to score or I'm going to get to the line all I want to. That's like, you'll know. If he, part. if he comes out like that, then buckle in. 
because he's still the best basketball player in the league. But um, it all depends on how he comes out. If he comes out passive, man, don't let these guys smell blood. <coughs> Chris just, Paul, I, <coughs> Chris Paul knows that this is it. This is a must win for the Lakers offense. Because <laughs> just like wait, wait, but listen, listen, just like how not, you were not, talking, not a about, must win. But I, I over because people overuse must win. Yeah. But man, this is it's gonna be dude. It's gonna be tough. You lose this game and you gotta win two in a row against Phoenix with one of them being in Phoenix again. It's gonna be tough. Hey, can I ask you a question? Yeah. Um, and this is more on the Sun side. When when is the Booker game gonna happen? Because I guess. What do you I, mean? He's been scoring thirty every night. Nah, when's when's the Booker like forty five, fifty point explosion uh, that these these Tatum's and these Mitchells not this year, but like the Murray's, like you know, like those I playoffs. Guess. He has that level of talent. Like I'm waiting for him to kind of come out and just and kind of just assert. Yeah, he if LeBron's like that, you're not going to get forty from Chris Paul, right? But the dude, the D, the D. Has anybody? I would like to see the numbers that any dude. The Lakers, the best defensive team in the league. No one's, no one's fries them like that. It's tough to fry them like that. And also, how fucking slow they play with, the game without AD. Without AD, these, that defense changes though. Yeah, that's true. But all these weak ass offensive possessions, they're not even fucking Suns. Suns are scoring like 106 a game in this series, and they were scoring like 117 during the year. You know what I yeah. mean? Um, but yeah, I, I I get what you're saying. Like, yo, when is all of a sudden? This dude gonna go explode. He doesn't. It you saw Tatum night. go. You saw Tatum go for the fifty the other night. Like I just want to see that from him, just so because I mean, yeah, he's he's getting it somewhere between twenty and thirty every game, and that's nice. Um, and obviously they they've won two of four, so I'll take it. But um, I think like if LeBron comes out that way, you need to have someone who's gonna match him on the other end. You need who you, you, need some who you sort got of for the rest of the series, bro? Oh man, um, what's AD's status? Does he play tonight? He's out tonight, or what? I think he's out tonight. I, yeah, I think we official? would know. I think we would know if he's playing. So is it official? Yeah. Um, not, he. I don't, I don't think he's been ruled as out, but him and KCP. I'm gonna take the Suns. Yeah, I got the Suns too, man. I think I don't trust anybody else on this team on this, the Lakers, dude the, dude. the rest of those dudes are fucking ass. They're ass. So yeah, that's yeah. it. That's it, and that's all. So, all right, we'll move off the Lakers and Phoenix. Let's touch this Trailblazers Nuggets. I was just listening to the pod last week. Do you remember your prediction for the series, Nick? Did I say it was going seven? No. What did I say? You took the Nuggets in five. Oh, yeah. Well, that's over. No, but do you still like the Nuggets for the rest of the series? I don't know. This this, this is like – Yeah, this is like uh, a seesaw. This this is the definition of a seven-game series. Yeah. It is literally the definition of a seven-game series. Like, you're not necessarily seeing a bunch of tight games. I mean, some of them have been close, but it's not it, – it's it's like, all right, tonight's my turn. All right, tonight's our turn. All right, tonight's my turn. So this is going to be like real last-man-standing type shit. Um, man, Dame Lillard's really good. Uh, I don't know, dude. I have nothing in this one. I, I'll take I'll – take, I'll take Portland. I mean, I'm not asking you to 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 pick the game or the win or the series or whatever, but how do you feel about what you've seen so far? Yeah, you it's just a back and forth. It's whoever, just a back and forth. Scores more points. Yeah, it's 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 what we've known from about Portland, right? They're just going out and trying to score as many points as possible. They're not trying to play any D. They can't stop anybody. If Cantor's in the game, he's just literally the biggest liability in the NBA. And with Denver, it's it's Jokic and whoever decides to come along that night. Um, and they're just such a good, they're a well-coached team and they're able to put up 120, 125 points a game. It's just like, this is kind of like a war of attrition. 
It's like this is I, I, that's what I'm saying. It's last man standing. Every indication I have from this series is literally just going to be last man standing in that last game in that game seven. Now the advantage is that game seven is going to be in Denver, um, so they're going to have that advantage there. Um, but I think that uh, you know my man Norman Powell did last game. My man went crazy. Yeah, shout out Norman Powell. All jumpers all the time. 11 of 15 from the floor, 4 of yeah. 4 from the tray. He's a born winner. He's got the, he's got that, he's got that, he learned from Kawhi. It's funny because. I also feel like this is almost, there's so, there's so much intrigue amongst the other series. And I don't think anyone takes either of these teams as a serious contender, which sucks for Denver because they were definitely on that path yeah, before dude, the Murray that, injury. Man, the Murray injury was so Yeah, nasty. so I think it's almost one where it's like, man, if I have a series that I can kind of put out of sight, out of mind, even though these are two good teams, it's this one. It was this one. It was Miami, you know, RIP. Yeah, you said Miami. You said that, that shit was done. You told us. That shit Over with, dog. Like they, Giannis and the boys are coming out different. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah so. they looked like it. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, man, I, I'm going to ultimately take Portland. You said it. So, as fun as this series sounds, it's not It's not, It's not. not grabbing your – it's not engaging you like, like Phoenix and the Lakers or it's, – It's the Portland Trailblazers, man. Like, as much as fun as it sounds to watch Dame Lillard, as much fun as it can be to watch the Trailblazers, you ultimately know where it's going to end. And it's like, why – I think you said this earlier in the year. Yeah. You were like, hey, look, yeah. man, you know what's going to happen. Just it's going to be entertaining. Dave's yeah. going to give you some 40-point games that yeah. are great. He's exactly. going to have some moments. There's going to be a lot of swagger, a lot of bravado, a lot of, uh, you know, Dame time and all that. I love it all. Yeah. But ultimately, they're not, these Second teams, round, they'll bump into someone that plays D and doesn't. And they yeah, can't defend exactly. anybody. Like, you and I could get a dub on these guys. Like, they just don't defend anybody. And ultimately, you're not going to win basketball games with that. And with the Nuggets, it's just like, look, they lost their second best player, but not just their second best player, like their second best player who played perfectly with their best player. Like if you look at a combo yeah. of two guys that really play well, and Murray's a volume guy, right? So it's like hard to have a volume guy be your second best player, but it works because your number one is Jokic, who's not necessarily a volume guy, but does so much and is such a great passer, but can also still give you 30 that it just works out well. They don't get in each other's way. So, like, especially with the way the West is shaking out right now, if with a healthy Jamal Murray, they probably would have swept the Blazers. And we're sitting here saying, hey, L.A., you guys have looked a little shaky. Both L.A. teams, right? Mm -hmm. Um, The Suns, you got some injury stuff, right? Like, this is Portland – or this is Denver's wide-open West. But, unfortunately, that's just not the case, man. That Murray injury is awful. Awful, 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 because that team was a legitimate contender. And I guess, like, that's kind of why I'm just – for this series, it's like, hey, look – We'll get to game seven. I'm going to lock in. But, like, outside of that, man, neither of them are going to make any noise. Yeah, I feel you. Let's move over to – excuse me. Let's move over to the Nets and Celtics, and then we'll then get to the Kyrie. I got to get credit where credit's due, man. I I busted these out for my guy, man. I got the Giannis's, man. Yo, the freaks, I had to to give him his respect. (laughs) Give him his respect. For everybody that's that's just listening, Big Dick the Quick just pulled up uh, his new Giannis. Freak, the freak, freak you know threes or some shit. He's the freak two point man. Two point Shout out the freaks. He put him, he put him up to the cab. Yeah, up. yeah, yeah. We out here, dog. <laughs> Yo, they, we gave them a lot of shit. We have for years. They they Yo. came in. I love what Giannis said. We not, we don't play with our food. This guy's pissed off. 
He does sound a little pissed off. He sounds, he sounds, I told you, I told you two hey. years ago, the honeymoon is over for Giannis, man. And I'm going to tell you this, <laughs> he going to get an opportunity to be real pissed off when KD and them niggas show up. A hundred percent. You, but he got some. He got some artillery with him this year. I feel yeah, like he huh? he might. Devin is Devin going to be good? I don't know. That's kind of big. It's crazy how much they need him. Yeah, that's kind of big. So we'll I, see what I know, happens there. I know. But, I know. Jay Rue is available. Yeah, he's playing good ball. Jay Rue, Drew Holiday. That's my great, boy. Great defense. So um, they we, got some attitude this year, which is what they didn't have last year. Yeah. Well, we didn't got to talk about the Nets Celtics. That shit is over with. Yeah. Um, Shout out Jay Tatum. Yo, what what the fuck is up with Kemba Walker's out tonight? He he's, plays. He's, I think he's been out all year. Essentially, he, he just plays every other game. Yeah, he's he's hurt, man. I guess, man. So, that, I'm, happy. I'm happy he that, got his bread. No, Jalen, I love Kemba. Shout out Kemba. Uh, Kemba UConn run, man, all time. Big East, Big East guy. The, the Big East was it the thir- East. 11, 11 straight elimination games to the NCAA tournament. Yeah, shout out Kemba. So he. He's out tonight. The Celtics are going to get smoked. That series mm-hmm. is over. Uh, the Nets will be moving on to play the the Bucks. We I want to move to this Kyrie thing, but we because but, but that that Nets Bucks series is juicy, dog. This sounds fun. It sounds like juicy, a lot of fun. Bro. And people are like, "Oh, are the Bucks going to be able to score?" It's like, yo, the Bucks led the NBA in scoring this year. Like, I, I get like the names aren't as sexy as that yeah. big three, but the Bucks have. The Bucks have continuity, first off. Those boys have been playing together forever. It's like year three of that core. Then you add in Drew. Um, like I told you last year in the bubble, man, when I saw, I think it was Bruce Brown, actually, was the G League dude who went at uh, Giannis in the bubble, and none of Giannis's teammates came up to defend him. And I was like, yo, this, this Bucks team is just soft, right? Like, yeah, where, where are the guys running up? You know what I mean? Where are the five fouls? I think with the Tuckers. And the Drew Holidays, you have those guys who, when the Bucks start playing like shit, those are the type of guys who are going to be vocal and not allow that to happen. I think that's huge for this team because obviously they have a lot of talent. They have the continuity. The one thing that I do think is going in their favor too is I get worried about Bud in coaching matchups where he's going to be clearly outclassed by the other coach. And look, yeah. great job by Steve Nash this year, but this isn't going to be a coaching a coaching battle. Like this is on the floor. <laughs> like yeah. Steve Nash isn't up there X and O and then. And out scheming uh, Bud, so I think Bud has an advantage there. Um, I think this is going to be a very, 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 very good basketball series. Yeah, because the casuals out there are like, "Yo, I don't know if uh, the Nets are going to be able to keep up." It's like, "Yo, the Bucks watch you, uh, the Bucks are going to be able yeah. to keep up with the Nets." And they it's score. like, "The Bucks <laughs> score." Yeah, they score. Scoring's not an issue. They, yeah, they score a lot. <laughs> yeah, of they score a lot. They led the NBA in offensive efficiency this year. Like this yeah. is a team that can score. So that individual firepower with uh, – you know what it's going to come down to is are they going to be able to to, to handle uh, Brooklyn enough where they don't have to double at all? Well – As much one-on-one as you could stay locked. Because, yeah. bro, when you start doubling and then niggas start kicking to – they can start kicking to Joe Harris. Yeah, it's an issue. That's when it's like shit starts getting crazy. Like right. you're trying to double James, and then James is swinging it, and the ball is hitting KD's hands yeah. or or Joe Harris's hands on a on a wide open jumper, and it's always cash. So, well, and I think the Bucks are the perfect team for that because they do have three really, really, really good 
one-on-one def- perimeter defenders in Holiday, Middleton, and obviously Giannis. Let me ask you this. Do you put uh, – who who do you put Jay Rule on Drew Holiday? You've got to put him on the ball. you got to put him on James. Well, who, that don't mean shit, the ball. Who, what, what does that put, mean? You put put him, a, put, do you put him on James or you put, put him, him on, on Kyrie? Put him on James. You put so you put J Rule on James. Put J Rule on James. Obviously, Giannis and KD are, are going to be close all day, and then yes. Middleton on Kyrie. Huh? I was thinking the other way. Nah, I think you put. I think you put Drew. I think you put Drew on James. James is their initiator. I, I think he's, you put you put you put well, Drew's dog ass on him, and you say you don't leave him alone all game. You, you give him the Dylan Brooks on uh, Steph Curry treatment. The reason <laughs> I say that is because. James physical dog. James James and Luca are just tanks, bro. Yeah, for sure. So I think you put the bigger Middleton on James and and James is slower than Kyrie. He's quick as fuck, but he's not as quick as Kyrie. So I put Middleton James on is purposely slow, yeah. I put Middleton on uh James and then I put I put Drew on uh on Kyrie and say, "Yo, this is my this is y'all stay there." We'll do our best to, you know, help get you some rest, and let's just go get him. Yeah, I hey, mean, I, hey, I think you're fine hey. either way. But I'm gonna yeah. tell you this: KD can shoot over easy on motherfuckers, no problem, right? No, Giannis. He, he got he gonna have a little difficult time <laughs> yeah, Giannis, shooting over Giannis. Giannis is a little bit. Giannis is a little bit different. He's like, oh, you're seven feet, me too. You like, think, you know what I mean? Like, he, yeah, yeah. Like, so and Giannis, Giannis is, and I think that Giannis is gonna be very locked in. Like, I really. Again, the fun time, all the bullshit, the feel-good story ended a couple of years ago. Like he's locked in. He understands that this is legacy time. Um, yeah, I think I think that that's gonna be a hell of a matchup. Um you know what I'm saying? It's, I think it's so KD, much fun. KD can always catch that bitch on the wing and literally look people in the face like I'm about to Just, shoot this bitch. Yeah, but not Giannis. But Giannis is a little different story. So well, the nice thing is if he switches, I mean Middleton and, and Holiday, I mean they're they gonna have trouble. They're not he's gonna shoot over them, but they're just good defenders, right? You're not switching yeah. on to some Kuzma or somebody like that. So I think right. you're good. And right. what this shows me is how important the regular season is. Because how happy is Philly? That you did not draw either one of these teams yes. in round two, and it's just yep. one of them's going to be eliminated for you. Yep. You that you, yep. you don't have to see Milwaukee and Brooklyn. You got to see one of the other because you're going to take care of Atlanta or New York, most likely Atlanta. Right? I think Philly's is good. If if, if Embiid's healthy, forget about it. Um, and you're just going to be waiting for this, and these guys are going to beat the hell out of each other for six or seven games, and then you get what's left over. Winning the regular season, kids, that's, that's what it's about. Yeah. Like, it matters. It 100% the matters. Road, the easier road. The easier easy, road. It really is it really showing itself in the East this year. They're going to get the first-round series. They're playing weak-ass watches. I know they lost yesterday, but whatever. And the second round, you're going to see New York or Atlanta, two teams that never been in the playoffs. Two, yeah. So, I, I think it worked it's out big. perfectly for, for it's Philly. Big. It's, it's real big. big. No real doubt. big. No doubt. All right, let's close it out. Kyrie Irving. We y'all saw the video. Wait, we're not giving Knicks or Hawks any love. Is this, is this oh, over for you? I, I was just just because we were running out of time. Let's uh, we should hop on and, and, and follow up with that when they they play tomorrow. Yeah, Hawks in five. So says done. Yeah, I think it's done. Done and done. Julius Randle's looked so bad. Shout man. out D Rose. D Rose uh, playing his D Rose playing his ass off. Pay that man this summer. Yeah. I just didn't want to get to it just because I know they play tomorrow. I wanted to touch on the the things that teams that are playing tonight. And then uh, 
touch on this, Kyrie. We hey, we can hop on later this week if you want to. Yep. All right, let's close it out. Kyrie, Kyrie and Lucky, y'all saw the video. And y'all have been seeing what the fans have been doing in the NBA. Kyrie, after the post game, he walks over to Lucky. And if you don't know who Lucky is, that's the mascot name of the Boston Celtics. Walks over to midcourt, stomps on Lucky's eye, slides his feet, just, just stuffs him, right? Okay, yeah, go ahead. He, Kyrie goes over. I lost Nick the Quick for a second, so I'm going to rock with y'all solo. But y'all saw what happened. Kyrie goes over, stomps on Lucky's face, smears it. The big thing and the big argument was, is this disrespectful? Which I'm kind of in the middle on, right? I'm like, I don't know if it, because he he's purposely doing it to be disrespectful. He's purposely doing it to say, fuck Boston, fuck Lucky, fuck the Celtics, fuck the fans, fuck all y'all, right? Kyrie doesn't so, do anything by accident. So let me tell you this. was <laughs> How do you feel about what Kyrie did? Is it a big deal? <laughs> Is it not? Um, and then we can talk about some of the, you know, the, the KG comments, the fans comments. But what do you think about the act of the stomping on uh, Lucky at, at midcourt? I mean, it was unnecessary, right? Like he didn't—he didn't necessarily have any reason to do it. But I thought it was funny. Yeah. I don't know why everybody's all up in arms about it. Like it's—it's it's just like when To did the star thing. Like, I don't. Who gives a shit? Like honestly, who really cares, right? Like why—why why are we getting offended by this? I, why I is everybody it, getting so emotional about it? Like it's in so the what? heat of battle. No, but look, I think he, he ground his feet on it a little bit. He gave—he gave it a little love tap. Listen—he's he, not too fond of his time there in the garden. Listen, I think. Uh... It was disrespectful. He doesn't fuck with y'all. That's what it is. Like, let's not act like he didn't do it purposely to be disrespectful. Right. Some people are like, oh, it's just the logo on the floor. But it's like, nah, it's not just the logo on the floor because it's the meaning behind. It's like a flag. Well, especially a team it's like, like, like it's it's also like an iconic. It's an iconic figure. Right, it's yeah. not like yeah, it's not like he stepped on like the Atlanta Hawks logo where it's like all right, who gives a shit? Like you know that that I didn't even know the thing's name is Lucky, so yeah. Lucky the Leprechaun. I don't know if it's Lucky the Leprechaun, but I know whatever it is. whatever it is. Um, but either way, his face when he did, he just gave it a little, give oh, it a dude, little dude. grounded in there real quick. He, he hates them. Fucking hates them. <laughs> hates them. He hates them. He hates, hates them. the fans. Yep. He hates the the organization. Hates the city. He hates, hates the city. Hates Danny Ainge. Hates Brad maybe, Stevens. Maybe he doesn't hate the organization because he shouldn't because they did everything he wanted. But was it disrespectful? Yes. Is it that big a deal? No. No. Who cares? I like it. I like shit like that. Now, look, here's a... Uh, I actually like shit like that a lot. So Big I'm, Baby I'm, Davis commented on it, and I quote, Real bullshit. This is Big Baby Davis, uh, ex Celtic. Like I, like I said, you step, you step on Lucky. You step on everybody that played for the team. Keep that shit basketball before somebody get hurt in real life. Hey, which got eight hundred and thirty-seven likes. People were responding. Easy Money Sniper, aka Kevin Durant, always here for it. Responded about thirty <laughs> laughing faces and said. Nigga, please. Yeah, like, like shut up. 
So all that, like, unless you're like Larry Bird, who played there for like 20 years, you know what I mean? Like, big baby, you had a you had a, a couple years over there. Like, pipe down. Hey, I, he's 100 percent right in saying that. Like, nigga, please. Like, yeah, nigga, I'm not please. trying like, to hear that shit. Yeah. Dog. Well, I think the the before people get hurt in real life shit is kind of what to go. It's su- and yeah. it's that's also super corny. <laughs> yeah. Like, so, yo, hey, yo, dog, you stepped on Lucky? Like, oh, you send some goons yeah. to his house? Like, shut up. Pipe down. So, hey, man, he's a well, essentially... Glenn Baby Davis got that work, though, so you never know, man. Remember, he got caught with the with the work. Yeah, yeah, he did. Maybe, he, maybe he's got some shooters. So he's saying, look, man, Kyrie is saying, I don't give a fuck about Boston. And he said, he's... It's the it, him stomping on Lucky like that is just he's just giving the middle finger to Boston and the fans. That's it. Yep. And and, and that's what it is. It's it's nothing bigger, nothing smaller than that. But yeah, we got to update our Kyrie photo, by the way, and we got to get Fro Kyrie because it's a different fro, man. Yeah. Fro Kyrie is a different man, dog. No, he's got he's a real Fro, dog. Like he shapes like, it like he he puts in the shit. Yo, like it's a serious Fro, dog. Kyrie Fro is shaped so perfectly. Shaped perfect. It's like Richard Pryor. It's like, <laughs> He's got that Richard Pryor so, fro, dog. It's so perfectly, so perfectly shaped, yo. And when uh, when Kevin Durant said "nigga, please," this is re- this reminded me of uh, Show Nuff in the Last Dragon. <laughs> hearing these bullshit Superman stories about the Wassa legendary Bruce Leroy catching bullets with his teeth. <laughs> Catches bullets with his teeth? Nigga, please. <laughs> show enough. Show enough, the last dragon. He said, catches bullets with his teeth? Bruce Leroy sitting down eating, uh, eating popcorn with chopsticks. With chopsticks. Watching, watching Bruce Lee, Bruce with the, Lee with the, with the Raiden hat on. Dog, make sure y'all go see <laughs> the Last Dragon if you haven't seen that shit already. It's classic. A, it's an amazing. It's an amazing film. Yeah, for sure. Uh, real quick, what are your thoughts on these fans running on the floor, throwing shit at people? What should they do with them? Is banning them from the stadium strong enough? Should they? Be charged like my man. Well, they charge, buddy, in Boston. I mean, all the look, dog. It's just really stupid. Yeah. I, first off, it's I, I've never, I've been to many a sporting event. I've never had the urge to throw anything at anybody. Right. Never. Like, I just never had the urge to throw anything at anybody. I don't, I don't, I don't understand what you're trying to do with that. Like, I don't, I don't get. I wish you had that clip of Marcus Peters. Do you have that clip? I can, I can pull it up. Oh, with Marcus Peters, the fan was saying some crazy shit. And he pulled up on said, What you say? Where you from? And dude, was, dude did not want the smoke, right? So, like, he's like, Don't get, don't get suspended. Or yeah, yeah, like yeah, that. yeah, yeah. So, whatever. Um, like, yo, go there, talk shit, have a good time. But, like, you don't got to do all that extra shit. You don't got to throw water at another human being. You don't got to throw popcorn at folks. You don't got to yell at their mama in the stands. You don't got to call them racial shit. Like, I've been young and I've been stupid before, but the thing is, these are like not like 16 or 17 year old kids. They're like 25, 26 year old people that have actual shit to lose. And it's like, what's the back end of this? Okay, you're banned from the games for life. If you're like my man for the Celtics, you're getting charged. You probably lost your job because your name is all over the place, right? Andrew Career at this point in time. And it's like, for what? 
because you want to pour popcorn because Kyrie doesn't want to play for your basketball team anymore. Or he said that your sound, which everybody knows is racist, is racist. Like, right. what gives, man? Like, what's the point? Like, all this is running out on the field and trying to tech or running out on the court yesterday. Like, yesterday, the guy in the Wizards game yesterday who did all that after everything that's happened, knowing what's going to happen, knowing yeah. that there's a there's an eye on what the fans are doing right now, and you still choose to do that, you're a fucking idiot. So I think at this point, when you've been shown enough times of not what to do, absolutely throw the book at all these people. Charge them. Charge them. My man, my man ran on the floor and went and slapped glass. Catch, catch a case. Because <laughs> you probably will be, he will probably beat this felony, but it's going to cost him some bread. It's going to cost him some time. It's going to cost him some aggravation. He probably lost his job. So for what? You're a fucking idiot. Yeah. It's clownish. Here it's goes clownish. Marcus. Here goes the the Nick the what the Marcus Peters video that Nick the Quick was talking about. Where you from, homie? Where you from? Hey, so <laughs> first off, that video is hilarious, but I need you to replay it real quick. So you know, like Yo, so you know, like how there's certain shit you hear and you know it's about to be a fight. Yeah. Look at my man. Like someone says, "Fuck is you saying?" Like that's like the number. If you ever hear, if you're ever out and you hear someone ask somebody else, "Fuck is you saying?" I'm telling yes. you right now, that only comes out that's in case of emergency. Someone's about to fight. So fuck is you, yeah, fuck is you saying? <laughs> like, so when he heard him say, "Where are you from?" Dude in the green was like doing his job, whatever it was. I think he was bringing people water or something. Literally stopped, turned, and started to look because he instantly knew when he heard that when he heard that 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 message. Tone? Yeah. It's about to go down. Play it again and watch my man in the green next to Marcus Peters. Hey. <laughs> he goes. He goes. <laughs> like stop what he was doing. Never caught that. You know, yeah, he literally stopped and looked up in the stands, like, uh oh, uh oh, uh oh. What is he saying? <laughs> yeah, what yeah. is he saying? Like, yeah, what is he saying, man? Like, oh shit. Okay, we know what we know what the deal is. Yeah, so. I'm gonna say this, man, because I agree with you 100. If you go back and watch the video and how easily my man got on the floor at at the Wizards Phillies game, uh, uh, Wizards Sixers game, yeah. They're waiting for someone to 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 get hurt or go up and, and chest bump a player and and he, and he steals off him. Uh, is that what we're waiting to happen before we, you know, essentially do 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 something real crazy? Well, so e- even the 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 malice at the palace was because Ron was laying on the table and someone fucking threw a water bottle, uh, threw a beer at him. Like we talk about the fight and him going up in the stands. He went in the stands to fight the person who threw a drink at him. Right. Remember in the malice of yeah, the palace? Right, yeah, that's yeah. How, that's how it started. So I know we all remember and we want to vilify the players, but it's like, yo, where where is where else where else in society can you throw things at people, right, and not expect to have retaliation? I'm not a fighter, but if you pour a drink on my head, I'm probably fucking you up. What did Isaiah tell? Isaiah Thomas did it? He talked to my man. They got he got real. Remember that shit? No, uh, what happened. Remember Isaiah Thomas went up to my man in the stands and he said, oh, I just wanted some ice cream. Remember when Isaiah Thomas went up to dude and asked him? No. 
What? Dude, dude threw yeah, something at him? Dude, bro. No, he was chirping at him heavy. And Isaiah Thomas. And Zeke wasn't having I, it? No, not Zeke. IT. Oh, oh, IT4. Yeah, IT4. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. I thought I said, like, Zeke? I don't remember Zeke going in the stands. Yo, went yeah, in yeah, the yeah, stands yeah, and yeah. asked Buddy, like, yo, what's up? Was you saying something? Yeah. It's like, oh, no, I just wanted some ice cream or whatever. So, yeah, bro. Like, yeah, dog. Like, that shit is – and, again, yeah, if you are going to be up there heckling and Marcus Peter brings it to your door, just repeat what you said. Honestly, you know who it is, <laughs> bro. It's just the real corny people in the stands trying to be funny, but they're not very good at heckling. Yeah. Me, yo, I'm going to tell you this. Me and Nick Harvey, Nick DeQuick, are elite hecklers. Great, great heckles. Like, elite hecklers. Told Dwight he, needs, he should wear the Air Jameer to the Kobe's. <laughs> Very clean. <laughs> we don't swear. Yeah. For the most part, because, you know, kids are around. There's kids shit. around, man. Yeah. Bro, elite Bro, hecklers. It's like you're trash. Like, yo, like. Elite hecklers. Don't be doing goofy shit like throw. Just heckle, bro. Just heckle, bro. And don't do no goofy shit like calling people's racist shit or bringing up. It, it, people's moms it's just crazy and here's the dog. thing man if you don't have the jokes it's okay just sit back and enjoy no, the show exactly there's no can't... pressure to there's no pressure for you to perform at the basketball game if, no one is there to see you if you can't heckle it's fine sit back relax hey, bro that's my it days where i'm like i just don't have any jokes right now i'm not gonna say anything that's it's it. fine man like but like yeah so that shit is all lame you end up looking dumb like i said look here's the other thing too man like when this shit starts, I guarantee, like, again, these people lost their jobs. When this shit starts affecting your job, your career, we were talking about it before we got on the pod. Like, whatever you choose to do is what you choose to do. Don't fuck around and get fired over some dumb shit. Dumb shit. Like, don't get fired over some dumb shit. Yeah. So, yeah. one of these dudes, is, hey, you got to throw a cup at the wrong person, too. Oh, no doubt. It's you coming. You throw a cup at, like, uh, like uh, who's, who's a big Australian New Zealand dude on the Thunder? Uh, Steven Adams or whatever. Like you could yeah. throw, throw a cup at one of these type dudes or, I don't know, somebody somebody who's not going. Yeah. You're going to throw, the, throw that D-Rose. I'm interested to see if anybody tries some shit the next, the next game. I, here I hope them, not. We'll see. I yeah, I All right. We'll leave it there. No catch-up. Sports Talk via Chicago post-Memorial Day. Lakers Suns in a big one tonight. Make sure you lock in. We'll be watching, tweeting. You know how we get down. For Big Nick the Quick, I am your host, Sean Little. Make sure you subscribe everywhere, man. Spotify, iTunes, YouTube. Tell the homies. Yo, go give us a review on uh, iTunes if you haven't already. I know a lot of you guys have, but we got some older reviews on there trying to get some new ones up. Go give us a review. Let us know if you're rocking with us. Hey, if you've been with us since the beginning, man, tell three people. Yeah, tell three tell people. Three people. I challenge yeah. you to tell three people. Like, I don't care if they like sports or not. Yeah, tell, tell them to tell, come rock tell with three us. people to come rock with us. For Big Dick the Quick, I'm your host, Sean Little. No catch on Sports Talk via Chicago. Let's get it.